very happy to be here on behalf of Early Music Vancouver, and this is Notations, which is EMB's podcast, and a great pleasure to be able to talk to Reginald Mobley, everyone calls him Reggie, and I will too, and Alexander Weiman about an upcoming concert, Raise, Raise the Voice, it's called, it's taking place on the 3rd of February at Christ Church Cathedral, where uh, Early Music Vancouver has been, I know, a very welcome guest for many years now. Uh, Reginald Reggie joins us from Boston. Hi, Reggie. Hi, good to be here. And Alexander Weiman from nearby Ladner. Hi, Alex. Hi. Um, let's let's begin by. Sometimes I think it's it's not a bad idea just to uh, re reflect on some of the most basic things that that we we might be inclined to overlook. And I I just want to ask about the. <laughs> the verb and the noun in the title of this, raising the voice, raise, raise the voice. And uh, I'd like to ask you both, um, uh, Alex, as somebody who I have no idea what your practice as a singer is, or in fact, you have one, but you've certainly worked with a great many singers over the years in all kinds of capacities. Um, and, and Reggie, for you as uh, a singer with this very particular voice range of countertenor. Um, what does it mean to raise the voice? And what does it do for you when you do? I'll ask Reggie first. Uh, personally, to raise the voice, I the idea for me is that it gives us a chance to kind of uplift something that we believe in or that we love, to speak out or sing out in support of something that deserves kind of a, a, an underscore. Of, of in a sense, a chance to kind of vaunt our our herald, our our bring attention to something impressive, our beautiful, or something that just needs um, awareness from the general public. And as a singer, I guess that's something that I do quite often. And also as a as a social activist, it's something that I also do with with without notes. So it's it's in in all facets of my life, I'm always seeking to kind of raise my voice and bring awareness to things. I just wonder what your perception is for, 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 for people who aren't first and foremost singers, but who just, who, who might be in a choir or just in the crowd or when, when, when they sing, how does it, how, how does it change them? How do you think? What, what, what happens to us when we sing? I guess that's the question. I think you, you feel that you're a part of something. I grew up, you know, in a very small church um, in the wilds of Gainesville, Florida. And I mean, it was a very poor church. We barely had hymnals, but there was, you know, it was, you know, it was a black church in the deep South, you know, that, you know, that came up in a time where things weren't necessarily great for people that looked like me. And, 
no matter how bad or how harrowing things were during the week, there was that time, you know, during the service on the Sabbath where the song service started and everyone just knew the words, everyone knew the melody and everyone was there together, just kind of uplifting and not just in service of God, but there was a sense of community that was formed in that moment that you, that we all knew and understood each other, that you could take our jobs, our homes, you could take our families, but you can't take our voices. And there is a strength in there that really kind of dips into not just the divine, but also into humanity, into who we are as a people. It connects us in so many ways and not just to the people standing and sitting next to us, but the people that came before us, that came that came after us. I assume there was a similar kind of sentiment post during and post 30 years war in Europe. I especially think of Bach's family, you know, his uncles and, and father and the the people that lived at that time that after the horrors of things they couldn't quite deal with, there was this sense of, of kind of finding not just comfort, but rationalizing life around you through music, through song that really kind of connects us in a way that nothing else can. It's, 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 and it's, and it's, incredibly inspiring to see, especially especially as someone who spends his time, you know, perfecting his, his craft as, as, a, as a singer, as a vocalist, to see people with, with all the boldness that I wish I had on stage, <laughs> just give their all in that moment. It's, I mean, it's what it's all about for me. Thank you. Good answer. Thanks, Roji. Alex, for you, and again, I'll, I should apologize, I guess, for the amorphous nature of the question. It, 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 it surely is a, a very round one. But um, as, as somebody who uh, works with a lot of singers, what's it like for you just to, to be in their company, to be around people who do that thing, who raise the voice and raise it in a way that is uh, at the next level yeah, uh, as uh, a musician who does uh, mainly Baroque music, but I think it's true for every musician. I think the human voice is something like a role model uh, to every instrumentalist. It's, it's the <clears throat> it's the source, you know. It's it's where the the energy of 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 the message uh, comes from really it's the source that we draw from and it's it really goes as far as as to the ideal of uh, emulating and and simulating if you want all the aspects of voice the the color of sound consonants um syntax even in instrumental writing so for for once it's uh, if you want, it's kind of uh, uh, getting to the core of, of what we do anyways. But um, there is another important, perhaps even more important aspect that uh, came uh, to me more clearly as I was actually listening to, to Reggie, which is um, what Reggie referred to with the, the social aspect, to, to, to the, the, the act that you go through with, with raising your voice, exposing your voice is one of um, uh, transcending yourself, I guess. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I'm sure that uh, what you're saying makes uh, a lot of sense, just plain old intuitive sense, because it's the thing that, that comes organically there w without anything that's that's there as an intermediary. And and uh, for, for, 
for an audience member, I think, you, you never, the thrill, one of the thrilling things about watching somebody sing is the knowing what a kind of fragile vessel it is that's making this powerful, powerful sound. And there's something about the, the courage and the just the sheer nerve it takes to stand on a stage and do that. That's, I don't know, I, I've always found it moving. I think I will always, always find it moving. Um, anyway, thank you both for taking that on. It's, as, as I said, it, was, it, it wasn't a, a pointed question and, and uh, I'm, I'm really happy to have heard your thoughts on it. When did you first come to Vancouver, Reggie? Do you remember? Oh, that, you know, years ago. Must have been maybe 2011, 2012. It was, it was, it was uh, with Early Music Vancouver. It was by Alex's invitation. Um, after Alex and I worked together for the first time with Symphony Nova Scotia, uh, Messiah. And I think maybe a summer later or two summer later, I was invited to come and sing uh, as part of the production of Israel and Egypt. Okay. Uh, and that's when I, you know, my first time in Vancouver and I fell in love, didn't want to leave, couldn't afford to stay, uh, but definitely didn't want to leave. Um, <laughs> and it had the time of my life. Absolutely. I, you guys did a concert here in 2015. I think it must have been uh, as um, part of a pride festival or something. I I, I wasn't in, in the city then. I didn't see it. But um, and, and then I, I did see you, though, in a couple of years later, 2017. It was that great show uh, where it was new music for old instruments. And uh, Bramwell, Toby, Leighton Lamented was was part of that show. And it was I, I still remember it so vividly. It was a fantastic thing. And the, the great idea of um, producing new music that was that, that we played on these musics of uh, pardon, pardon me that we played on these instruments of historical interest uh, and and I wanted to talk to you of course about the the repertoire for raise raise your voice at uh, Christchurch Cathedral on on February the 3rd and uh, the we can talk about Bach and Handel and Purcell and, and we will but I want to talk about Duke Ellington first of all so uh, the, I, I see Duke Ellington is listed among the composers who are going to be performed so Reggie do you want to talk about uh, what, what you're going to be singing um, there's there's one piece at the end uh, that most people will think of doesn't quite fit in the program, but it really does, uh, because um, it's it's Duke Ellington's very famous song in my solitude, um, mm -hmm. and I I always include it in programs whenever I can with with Purcell and Purcell and Bach if possible, uh, because one I love to pair. They both set songs on solitude. Um, of course, Purcell's Oh Solitude is also extremely well known, if you know Purcell, our Baroque music. Um, but having them at either side, it's just nice to see these two, these two ideas about, about being on your own and and how you deal with this with this isolation are are being, you know being with yourself. And and in Ellington's song, of course, it's kind of a blues song. It kind of laments um, being alone and, and not having uh, the person you love there. But um, Purcell is the complete opposite, where it's like the, uh, it's kind of the the introvert's national anthem, where it kind of revels in, in you revel in being by yourself and enjoying um, all that's around you and all, and 
but really the only person around you is yourself. Um, and it's you in, in commune with, with, with nature itself. So there's, I know it's, it's in a way it's, it's almost kind of backwards, I think, to put the Ellington after the Purcell, because I think there's a, there's a, there's also a, an interesting journey that could happen if the Purcell is first, I mean, the Ellington is first, where you do find this, you know, being kind of upset or um, not happy about being by yourself, but then finding that comfort, finding that strength, finding that the joy in in being in your own company, surrounded by nature, that can that can be had. But on the other, and also the other reason I it's included, other than just the text, is also that I I tend to to fight um, fight the battle. I'm kind of the herald. Speaking of raising your voice um, in support of the the strong ties between Baroque music and jazz music, that they are kind of spiritual brothers. Uh, spiritual siblings in a sense there's so much relationship between the two and I think that you like when you and this is why it also works in this order is that when you hear the Purcell and the Bach um, and Handel you the Ellington won't feel out of place even if it weren't played by by period instruments even if a you know a jazz combo came in there's just something about the spirit that exists in both of these styles that that creates a strong time relation where nothing nothing seems out of place. Uh, Alex, when, when you hear Reggie talk about the connection between uh, Baroque music and, and and jazz, what what does that say to you? How do you understand that? Well, my my heart leaps up <laughs> um, uh, because that's that's the way I I feel, and uh, I have been trying to to look for for words to. Uh, to share um, uh, that feeling. Um, sometimes they feel like uh, languages uh, to me with very, very similar grammar and just different words. So similar in structure and in, in spirit and in, in the way they uh, they they are built. It's, it's one of those uh, programs that celebrate, if you want, um, melancholy, which I believe was called the, the English disease, really. So in, in times of Purcell, it, it would have been the, the, the tone, the tone of um, expression, and also, in, in a way, almost the, the, the disease to suffer from if you were uh, an artist and an and, and intellectual. As, as Reggie just touched on with, with that one example, the, the, the Purcell solitude, it's a very multi-layered uh, material that, that, that we get. It's it's not just a, um, a sadness and and, and a loneliness. Uh, uh, there is um, there's a lot a lot of um, possible messages in in each of these uh, pieces and. Um, um, the, the way it's set up, even within how keys and and modes and 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 characters of the pieces are arranged is really beautiful and it um uh it provides something that i i love um which is a journey it's it's really um you're taken from one piece to to the next and um one uh uh, a pearl on, on on the chain almost gets its meaning from the other and in uh, some in hindsight so it's it's a it's a very beautiful um uh, uh adventure uh, this way and um 
I uh, I'm 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 so looking forward to it because uh, when Reggie just referred to to the uh, familiarity of, of jazz and baroque, um, it reminded me of something that I and I if I may say that Reggie uh, that um, make me. Um, uh, feel of you in in a sort of a brotherly way while making music, which is um, that um, many singers, you know, uh, ornament and uh, uh, decorate, and, and many singers do that very skillfully and 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 uh, exciting. But uh, with uh, with you, Reggie, I have the feeling that the, the way you do it, um, you actually compose a piece of music uh, with it, and it's some, something that um, I think was actually, I think it's attributed to, to Bach, um, which is, uh, he had the power of um, conveying expression, let's say magnitude or force or um, uh, something like that, not by um, uh, 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 the volume in his tone, or or how long he could hold a note, or that kind of thing, but by musical means, so by by the inflections of a of a melody, of or an ornament, and um, I I remember working with Reggie. That's always what strikes me in the moment of of the show, uh, how you come up with uh, those things and how uh, how moving they are uh, because of that quality. Beautiful. Thanks, Alex. Uh, and I, I note that, uh, so February the 3rd is the, the date of this, this concert. Again, it's Raise, Raise the Voice, Christchurch Cathedral. And um, you can get tickets uh, through uh, earlymusic.bc.ca. I'll mention that again um, uh, as, as we close. But February is uh, Black, Black History Month. And I, I'm never sure about the idea of, um, you know, a, a, attaching a big theme to a, to a set period of time. It it, it always the, the the risk is that it can be trivialized. But but Black History Month has been a thing for a long, long time now. And I mean, it's it's uh, a good time. It, it should always be a time, but it is a good time to focus on that. And, and here you, you've got this program. With these mainstays of the Baroque repertoire, and and, and with the, the Duke Ellington, of course, a black composer. So, Reggie, my question to you about this is: when you talk about yourself as 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 an activist, um, it, do you bring that sense of of activism, of social justice, to uh, all of your recitals? Would it be so, even were it not a recital, say, with the inclusion of Duke Ellington? I. I think there's there's always I mean just even if I didn't think about it yes the answer is always yes um, because because I exist I uh, because I'm there I mean it's it's it, I mean we we talk about Black History Month which is February for us um, in the UK it's October which is a oh. much nicer month it's a it's a full <laughs> month and it's also autumn my favorite season of course but uh, but really every day every month is black history month for me because that's who i see in the mirror when i wake up that's that's the experience that i bring with me every time i i walk through a door and so just just the ability to stand on a stage somewhere somewhere else and present this music 
you know, of, of, of Duke Ellington, but also someone not of my tradition or not of my culture, not of my history, like Handel and Purcell, it's, it, it, it's in, in its own way is a kind of protest showing that, that there is something beyond, beyond borders and race and nationalities that, that connects us that we should strive for and music really shows us that path and so that's so everything i do always i always come with that mindset with that with that sense of of purpose and, and service in what we do um so that's so yeah so it, yes the answer is yes many many years ago now or many 12 maybe uh i i did some interviews for for um, for black history month with three pioneering black singers, Shirley Barrett, Barry Grist, and Metabilda Dobbs. And they were each of them fabulous in, in every possible way. But I remember Shirley Barrett saying that nothing gave her greater delight than watching the look on some interlocutor's face when she was able to demonstrate that she spoke Italian. <laughs> and, and the look on the faces, they simply couldn't believe it. <laughs> But you know what each of those women told me, and I, I, I wonder if this I, I don't I don't think this is maybe true for you so much, Reggie, is that um they 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 all of them made the point that while each and each of them, of course, had to deal with all the thorny issues of race for the whole of their careers, um, but that they all came from families where First of all, they all came from families where they learned music in the church, their usual story. And they all came from families where um, music was kind of an expectation. They, they made the point that their upbringings were middle class and, and they, their families had the middle class expectation that, these, that they would achieve and they did, they, they honored it. And it made me think of the time and it's something I've, I've wondered about a lot since is, what is the greater barrier to achievement in, well, as we're talking about classical music, let's just settle with that, in classical music. Is it race or, and to, uh, of course it is, but is it more so class? That's my question, I guess. Is it, is it harder to come from a very, very poor beginning? That is a much rarer story, I think. Do you know what I mean? That's, I mean, that's my story. I mean, I, I, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm pretty sure like for parts of my life, we aspired to the poverty line. Like it's like, it's, and that's the thing. Like I, I come from very, you know, very little, but you, there's, there's no barrier to, to hearing. There's no barrier to sound. There's no barrier to music. Um, that that really separates me from Shirley Verrett or anyone else um, from either of you. I mean, the moment I heard uh, a Bach fugue for the first time, my sixth grade year, that was an epiphany. Life was never the same from that moment. And and I didn't know who it was. I didn't know what it was. I, I couldn't tell you what a fugue was or what that there was a Baroque period or where this music came from. But I just knew that it, it vibrated with me, um, and so I don't think I don't think race or class or any of those things are truly are truly a barrier to this music to what we do. It's 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 
it's that it's actually that kind of mindset that many people bring to it that creates the barrier. But you can you can go into a to an underprivileged, you know, elementary school, and if you sing this music for them honestly, they will love this music honestly. All the talents they have lent you, all the blessings they have sent you, please to see. To see what they bestow, live and thrive, live and thrive so well below. Please to see, to see what they bestow, live and thrive, live and thrive so well I'll just I'll just ask you following up on what you were saying there is that for I mean for for so many generations of of, of black singers and not just for black singers I don't suppose but it, it, anybody who uh, has come to their musical pardon me musical education through the church uh, often the 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 church lays the foundation it, it, is that true for you as well Alex do you come from a church tradition into music making. Oh yeah, um, uh, I was fascinated by the, the church organ from from very uh, early age on, and um, many aspects about that instrument actually uh, caught my attention and, and still do. And um, in, in my case, it was the the Roman Catholic Church in in Bavaria, um, but um, I, uh, I I I would now without getting too personal there but probably would uh, describe myself as an as an agnostic um but if ever i come close to uh religious feelings as it were um i, I think what i miss in my life is probably the prayer more than than theology if that makes sense well, it is. Uh, it's it's always wonderful to come to Christ Church for uh, a concert. I, I say this as somebody who is a reasonably secular person in the world. And that said, when I step into that place, and with the wood and the glass, and whatever it is that hangs in the air there surely something does to to be a part of adding to that i, I know this sounds terribly woo woo and i'm sorry for that but but to, to to be able to be there and to witness uh music making that that adds to it it's it's all about a kind of holiness or it seems it seems so to me however however you understand that and you can you can take that in a very secular way i think maybe holy isn't the best word for it but it's it's something it's real. It's not tangible, but it's there in the air. It's what we're all gathered for, I think. It's about um, raising spirits, you know, seems to me. <clears throat> so thank you very much to uh, each of you, to uh, Reggie Mobley and to Alexander Wyman, and uh, to all of you for listening as well to Notations. I hope you'll tune in to the uh, next episode. And if you want to buy tickets for the concert about which we've been speaking, or if you want to become a donor to EMB and support their important work, 
then you should check out the uh, website. That's earlymusic.bc.ca. I'll say it again, earlymusic.bc.ca. Again, the 3rd of February at Christ Church Cathedral. Uh, that's the place and that's the date for Raise, Raise the Voice. Look for more details on the website, earlymusic.bc.ca. Thank you.